0: Uh oh, just after 6 o'clock. In fact, a whole 35 seconds of it. It is Edge Radio Australia. Thank you, Roscoe, mate. You are an absolute legend doing the drive there. And i uh, tell you right now, I had a chuckle or three, but it's time to stop chuckling. It's time to start crying. <laughs> Talking about relationships. Got <laughs> Wayne in with all about relationships. Mate, great to see you. I've got the glasses on so I can see you. That's it. Um, I absolutely uh, you know, uh, love this show um, because it just points out everything that's wrong in my life. I appreciate that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not so much wrong, it's a learning opportunity. Lear- okay, well, I am a slow learner. Could uh, put the right uh, really, spin yes.
0: on it. I'm just teasing. Actually, all jokes aside, the positive feedback that I'm getting, and also, quite frankly, uh, from a personal standpoint, things that I'm, I'm looking at things going, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense now. And uh, funny enough, um, what you were talking about with, um, oh, I'm mental blank here, okay, the lizard people, okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, okay. The reptilian brain. The reptilian brain. Yep. That was the joke there, but okay. That, uh, someone brought up David Icke. And uh, I was actually using that as an expression many years ago, was. and people were taking it very literally. Yes, so perhaps don't take them so literally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Reptilian. Okay. Yeah, not just not, your brain. That little tiny part of your brain. The one. Okay. The bit that we don't use much. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so well, not much of. Hey, mate. What's on the show today?
1: Well, as I said at the end of the other show last mm-hmm. week, um, I was going to be talking about Tony Robbins's six y- human needs. Yes.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Give me some. Give me some needs.
1: Okay, so for those of you that may not know, Tony Robbins was, or still is, someone who's quite dominant in the uh, self-help field or the uh, motivational speaker field, whatever Mm. you want to call them. And many years ago, he was looking at the way we view the world and how we operate in it, and he came up with these six human needs. And when I first came across them, I was applying them to life and then I thought, hang on, this actually applies to relationships.
0: Well, you think so because let's face it, life rather is a series of relationships, right?
1: Very true. Mm, Very true.
0: Feeling smart now.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Top of the class, (laughs) gold star. So what I realised was if you can apply it to a relationship, it allows you to better understand not just yourself, Mm. but also your partner and how you work together and all of that sort of thing. Makes sense, right? Exactly. So these are the ones that I wanted to explore tonight and explain a little bit of how I believe they apply. Okay. And um, how you can benefit from using them.
0: All right. Okay. Well, come on. Load us up with some benefits.
1: All right. Friends. We'll start with number one because that's always the best place to start. I hope so. (laughs) So number one is certainty. Okay. All right. So if we have things in our life that we can rely on, we know they're always going to be there. Mm -hmm. We don't have to doubt their existence or anything like that. We have security. We can feel comfortable within ourselves. We can feel comfortable in the relationship or the situation. If we know what the outcome's always going to be, Mm -hmm. then we've got security. Okay, okay. Now, the problem is with that is if you have too much, Uh it's as boring as... Hang on,
0: is this when the tracky pants come out?
1: That's it. (laughs) When you know it's going to be tracky dacks (laughs) every day. So once you've got too much certainty mm. then it's boredom. Yeah, we don't want that. No, no that. if it's too predictable, yep. it gets boring. This is the nice guy thing. So the nice guy's always predictable. Sure. So therefore that's why they get shot in the foot all the time. And they go with the bad boy who is uncertainty. Mm, yes, the wild thing. Yeah. Okay. James so, thing
0: going on right there.
1: <laughs> so that keeps life interesting. You know, you you have the spontaneity, sure. the things that keep life interesting. Hmm. Now the interesting thing with this is we all have our own settings okay. for both of these. Is this Windows or Mac? That's it. Okay. Oh, I, I went to the dark side years ago. <laughs> Control-Alt-Delete, that's all I can say. That's it. Okay. And um, so if you are someone who likes a lot of certainty, yep. if you have a life that's got lots of uncertainty, you're going to be very stressed. Makes sense. Because Absol- you can't of course, yeah. predict Makes what's going to happen. To me. If you're someone who has... A high level of uncertainty in their life You know, you like a lot of uncertainty Mm -hmm. And you get lots of certainty You're going to be bored out of your brain Sounds
0: absolutely logical
1: So how this applies to a relationship And I'll use mine as an example Mm -hmm. Is my wife is someone She's a wonderful organiser Very structured If it gets too chaotic Mm -hmm. She doesn't like it Okay, She likes things to be reasonable Which is good Because for myself I'm an unorganised person So (laughs) it balances me out beautifully so with her, if things go chaotic or something needs dealing with that's you know beyond the realm of normal, I step in. Because I don't mind a bit of chaos. I don't yeah, like yeah, it yeah. when things go a bit crazy. It doesn't bother me. So that's where we balance each other out. Well, I think that's a big thing.
0: I think people need to complement their partners. I don't think you should be looking couple of things on that. I think that, and this is just my thoughts on it, but if you find someone who's just like you, that's going to be very boring. Yes. It really is, right? Absolutely. So I, I think you should be looking for someone who complements you. You create a team together. Yep. You know, and you know, they're your missing parts. You don't have to become one. I mean, you, you don't have to have, I don't know, join Facebook accounts or anything weird like that. But you, it's just nice to balance out and have that compliment side. Again, if you just... To me, if you were looking for someone who was just like you, a it makes you look a little bit of a narcissist <laughs> um, because you're very keen on yourself.
1: Of course. Uh, but the other side is that yeah, you just it would get, it would be so dull. Yes. Yeah. And that's I mean you're going into an, one of my future subjects oh, here. Oh, you know me? Which, come on? No, that's <laughs> all right. Spread it around. <laughs> so you're right. There are things that you need to have matched. You know, sure. you got have similar values oh, and all sure. that sort of thing. But you're right, Complementary mm. absolutely helps. And having certainty and uncertainty is a definite one of them. If you both like too much certainty, yep. it's mm. going to be a pretty dull relationship. Absolutely. If you're both high on uncertainty it's going mm. to be a very chaotic relationship okay. you know you can't plan okay. for anything sure. it's just yeah mayhem Gotcha. so being able to cope with both mm. and being comfortable with both gives you that balance that you okay. just touched on okay. so that's that's a really important one to consider sure well whether you're looking for a relationship or whether you're in one yeah so you might look at your partner and go you know they're always over the all over the place and chaotic well they're they like uncertainty. So yeah, of course. understand that they would be the ones that would deal with someone collapses and has a heart attack. They're okay. the ones that are like on it. Yep. Straight yeah. into action. You know, they don't freak out running around like a headless chicken. Sure. So and that's where it works really well. Now the other one, and this is important mm. with relationships, you need to have significance.
0: Okay. I'm big
1: on this, yes. Yeah. And this is one that some people struggle with because mm-hmm. they're not quite sure how to communicate that significance. Okay. okay. All right? So um, I don't know if I spoke on this about the five love languages. You, you did, but let's clarify. yeah So if you're un- you understand their love language, mm-hmm. you can allow them to feel significant in the relationship. Sure. I've read heaps of studies about what contributes to – uh, a successful relationship, and just simple things like how was your day and actually listening for a little bit yeah. makes a big difference or what are you doing, oh, taking an interest in what this so sure. small things allow people to feel significant. But
0: actually listening to someone, it's its the difference between having a partner and someone who cares and who's invested in you hmm. compared to the greeter at, at Bunnings. You exactly. Know, when, when you know they're just doing it because they have to do it, Right. So, yeah, I I see quite a strong distinction in that. And if you you are someone who wants to be, I don't know, know, felt significant, that's an important thing, to actually be heard. Mm.
1: And, of course, we've all got different levels. Some Mm. people need a little more reassuring. They might have been through some really crappy ones in the past, Mm -hmm. and therefore this time they need a little more to make sure that when they're in it that it's going to be long-term and quality and all of that sort of thing. So having a partner that allows them to feel significant is something that's considerable. And I'll give you an example from my own life. Sure. I'm someone who is comfortable doing things for my partners. I'm happy with acts of service. Okay. So I often make a coffee for my wife. And when I first started going out with her, I said, I'm happy to do all this stuff. Mm. I just want you to be appreciative every now and then. It's important. It's really important. So I bring her yeah. a coffee. She says, thank you. And yep. occasionally I'll be washing the dishes, which apparently is something women love a man to do. I'm, apparently. Told.
0: I'm told it is the greatest foreplay you can come apparently. up with. Yeah,
1: apparently. apparently. That's why I have a dishwasher. But there you go. <laughs> exactly. But I'll be sitting there washing the dishes. Yeah. And she'll just come up behind me, put her arms around me and go, so glad I met you. And I just melt oh. and go, yeah, I feel like I'm worth something. Yeah. So it's amazing how much value. Okay something like that carries. All right. So okay. being aware of those little things that you can do mm-hmm. that allow them to feel appreciated and supported and encouraged and all of that is, okay. is really cool. Makes sense to me. Yep. Um, the other one is connection. We all like to feel connected to our partner mm-hmm. and the people that we're with in yeah. our life. Okay. Now, how do you connect with people? Sure. You connect by being open, vulnerable. Honest Mm -hmm. and oh, a lot of risk there. Oh, yes, lots of risk. Right. Okay. So, a lot of people freak out when you start talking about oh, you have to be open and honest and Mm. everything like that. Mm. So, what I'll do is I'll explain it like this. Okay. Many years ago, there was a chap by the name of Dr. Arthur Aron. Okay. All right. Now, some people may have heard of this. It's Mm. called the Thirty Six Questions. Right. Okay. Okay. I don't know this one. So he wondered if you could create chemistry between people. Ooh, mm. can you? Yes, it, okay, you can. Really? Yes. Oh. So he came up with these 36 questions mm-hmm. and he took two of his assistants and he put them in a room together and he gave them the questions and yep. they took turns answering the, asking and answering the questions. Okay. And at the end of it, he said, how connected do you feel? And they mm-hmm. said, we feel you know, very close now because you know, okay. we've built up that trust and respect and all of these things. Yep. And a while later – they actually got married. Really? Yeah. Wow! And he thought, well, it was a one-off, or it, you know, did I jag it, or was yep. it actual a thing? So he did it again and again, and same thing. Not they didn't always get married, <laughs> but they did say we felt a connection. Okay, can I ask a strange question? I like strange ones. What country was this? He's American. Okay, okay. The
0: reason I ask that is because okay, if it came from a country where arranged marriages are. You know, part of the culture mm-hmm. Then I kind of get it a lot more Because, you know, like I don't know, with with a lot of cultures Who do arrange marriages I'm not against that Quite frankly, it probably would have been a smart thing for me But um, I think I, I think there's, there's an acceptance to grow together, right? Whereas I think in the Western world We tend to I think we
1: We almost want to start further in Does that make sense to you? Absolutely okay. And and I'll go into that Because that's actually part of my journey Believe it okay. or not there you go um, so yes, so these questions, what they are is the first one mm-hmm. is very innocuous and bland and sure. not threatening. And as you go along, mm-hmm. you slowly ask questions that are a little more personal, a little more probing. Okay. So you build up trust and respect. Right. So if you want to build connection with someone, mm-hmm. you do the same thing. You ask them a nice simple question, like, you know, sure. what sort of hobbies do you have? And then you start getting slowly more and more personal. Sure. Yeah. And and that's how you you build the connection and that can be you know, with your partner, with anyone, really.
0: And how many questions are involved here? There's 36
1: in here. 36? Yes, you can like look, look it up online. Just type okay. in the 36 questions, and they'll actually have the 36 questions he used. Is that
0: right? Because I was thinking, hey, what we should do is we'll come back after a break, right? Not really just yet, yeah, yeah. but if we did that, right? Mm-hmm. You could go and grab your prospective partner. <laughs> you could Absolutely. sit them down there, and we could just we could have a little experiment right now on edge. We could. Right? We could see if we can marry people up.
1: Just go out on the street, grab a
0: couple <laughs> That's of people. right. It's, you never know. You never know. All right. My, with that hey, how about a quick break right we'll do that. Um now I haven't gone on a romantic song. I've gone on something that's kind of so yeah you know, we've had a, an interesting day, we've had the old eclipse thing going on, we've had it's it's had a bit of you know, not moonlight as such, but a bit of mood to it all. so mm-hmm. I've gone this way. It's nice. Australia all about relationships. And here is Mrs. Yvonne himself, werewolves of London. Deborah, so desperate, yes, put it out there honey, <laughs> don't be shy, it's Edge Radio Australia, we are doing all about relationships, got Wayne in the building, Wayne, you are uh, you know you're saving us, what can I say, you got 36 rules for life, <laughs> great stuff, all these things, you can apparently use these uh, uh, 36, we'll call them rules again, whatever, hang on, suggestions, questions, 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 questions. questions something like that. Um, and I can just walk down the street and I can make anyone fall in love with me. So what we need to do is... I
1: don't think it's quite that much of a magic oh, bullet. What, this is
0: what I can hear, okay? It's <laughs> oh, okay. It's about... your twist on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Forget okay. reality here. So did you, in the in the break, I hope you had a couple of great songs there, but uh, you'll tell know, Harry doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you go and grab somebody out of the other room, drag them in there, ready to go? Because... You know, you could, you could
1: bamboozle it, it, them they're here. They're calling up the priest now. That's right. <laughs> and in three years' time, we'll get the exorcist. Right, it be fine. Exactly. And as I was mm. implying with this, yep. that you don't need the actual 36 questions. You can use your own questions. I was joking. But I yes. know. I know. But just for the people at home in case they think, yeah. oh, I'm
0: just going to look these up and go and use them. If the people at home are taking me literally, you've got other issues. Um. Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> The important part is, Mm -hmm. two parts, it's creating an environment where your partner or potential partner is able to talk and as they're progressing, they trust you more, they respect your responses more, they're allowed to feel safer, Yep. so therefore they'll reveal slowly more and more. Mm -hmm. And if you create that environment, it's very easy for them to do that.
0: Makes sense to me.
1: You know, so you don't negate them, you don't minimise them, you don't try and get them to explain or justify things. So you basically let them have a voice, and all you're doing is just listening. Yep, yep. So if you do that... Common sense. Yeah, it's pretty easy for a relationship. Now, before, you touched on uh, arranged marriages. I did. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, that was one of the things that started my journey to sort this out. You see, I'm very psychic, mate. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. Was I read it that at the psychotic. Moment. <laughs> Something like there's a P, there's an S. I don't know. It's
0: very complicated.
1: So, I was reading all the books on doing relationships and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then my next door neighbour at the time, his name was Jack, okay. and he was Indian. So I don't think Jack was his like proper name. Could have been. I you think, never know. Yeah, I think yeah. he westernised it a little. <laughs> anyway, having a chat to Jack one day, and we yep. spoke regularly. Anyway, he was a lovely neighbour. And he happened to mention that he had an arranged marriage. Right. And I went, that's it, that's it. And I said, I've never met anyone with an arranged marriage before. You know, explain it to me a little bit. And I mean, we all know that the parents pick the partner. Sure. But what was interesting and intrigued to me about his journey Mm. was he said that when he first met his wife, he couldn't stand to be near her. Wow. Like, could not stand her. That normally happens at the other end. I know. Okay. But he said after, I think they'd been married 16 years by that stage, wow. okay. he said he couldn't th- uh, think of life without her. That's very sweet. I like okay. That. So what he was touching on mm-hmm. was in one of my earlier shows, I spoke about the power struggle.
0: I do remember that quite a bit. So basically. the power
1: struggle is where you build up a connection. You learn to trust your partner. You learn to know that they've got your back. They're there for you. They bring certain things that make the relationship better. Yep. So that's where I started from, the premise that he had. Of All right, so if I was my parent and I was picking my partner, how would I pick them? So take the emotions out of it, because that's the problem. We always pick according to our emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the whole premise I started with when I created my system. That's really clever. Yeah, take the emotions completely out of it and look at it very analytically. Sure. That was a tricky one. Oh, look, bye, Val. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. I might use that one. (laughs) So that was basically the whole thing that started my whole journey of creating my system that allowed me to find my wife, et cetera, et cetera. So these six needs were something that fed into all of this. Okay. Okay. Now, if you have those four things in your relationship, you've got a contented relationship.
0: Well, it's a big call. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, think about it. Oh, sense. If you've got certainty and a certain level of uncertainty, you've got significance and you've got connection, Mm. that's feeling pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. You're ticking ticking those boxes. Yeah. You'd be sitting there in your Trachydacs going, I've rocked this (laughs) one.
0: (laughs) As long as you don't end up, here's my great fear, right? Okay. Okay. And and guess what kind of person I am? My great fear in life is I'll end up the guy in the Trachydacs with a Camry. Okay. If I get the, okay, if I've got the wife in the Camry and and the Trachydacs, I'm sorry, it's over. It's over. I can't do it.
1: Matching trackies. Oh, it just got that's, worse. It's just that's got the
0: worse. nail in the coffin, isn't it? No, I, I just think... And I get it. Like, some people love stability. And don't get me wrong. There's a great attractive thing about stability. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, oh, you know, a little bit of risk is kind of fun, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's all about balance.
1: Yeah. And yeah. like I said... You've got your own within yourself how much certainty and uncertainty you like. Sure. And then you've got that that you bring to a relationship. Now, I mentioned that my wife is someone who likes to be organized. Absolutely. She's on Do It Now, Get It Organized. She does have a level of uncertainty, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, do tell. has got home, juicy. I came home the other day and opened up the door. I'm like, hi, honey. Silence, and I'm like, "Oh, here we go again." Uh-oh. So it's a look around behind the doors, look at it's sort of, <laughs> rah, it scares me. So she does it to me as well. She keeps me on my toes. She keeps it interesting. Life's never boring with her, and I like to think I'm the same with her. I I'd, I'd keep life interesting, but that's what keeps the dynamic happening. Yeah, keep it. It's got to be fresh. If it's stale. Just, it becomes tiresome. Absolutely, yeah. And we're both comfortable with you know mixing it up occasionally and doing something different. Gotcha. So, yeah, that keeps it nice. And the last two uh, things that we have or need is we need contribution. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is one where for years I struggled with because we are trained not to ask for contribution. We're only trained to contribute. That's a really good point. I, okay. No, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. Because if, if you ask someone, oh, do you need a hand? They go, no, nah, no, nah, all good. Yeah. we good. We refuse any assistance. You know, we're struggling and just about killing ourselves, but oh, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. That's so true. However, if someone doesn't ask for our help, mm. we get all upset with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's that dichotomy. We're complex creatures. Yeah, we're confusing as well. So- I remember, and I've explained this to a few people. Mm. If we have people that we call good friends as well as our partner, if we never ask them for help, they never get a chance to contribute to our life. Okay. Therefore, they aren't allowed to feel important to us. Oh, wow. Okay. So you think about it. If you've got a mate that every now and then phones you up and Mm. says, look, I just need to come and, you know. Borrow your shoulder for a bit. Yep. You're like, yeah, no worries, mate. And he walks away feeling better. You go, I'm rocking it as a friend. Yeah. We don't do it, though. No, we don't. Very good point. Yeah. Yep. And it's the same thing with a relationship. And it's, like I said, it's something I've struggled with for years and sure. still struggle with a little bit, is that accepting of help, mm-hmm. like accepting of a compliment. So you've just, you've just said two
0: things that I think – most of our listeners would be feeling, right? Because it is horrible to accept a compliment. I absolutely hate it. My face just drops when I, you know, get that way. And, you know, you can joke about people's egos and this and that, whatever. But the reality is a compliment is a really tough thing to take. And asking for help, oh, man, I would walk through coals before I'll ask for help, you know? And that's exactly what
1: I'm talking about. That's
0: exactly right, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's just a fundamental thing about you that... If you could change that, my word, you know, you'd open some doors.
1: Well, here's a little way to think about compliments, Mm -hmm. all right? When someone gives you a compliment, they want to recognize something within you that they admire, that they respect, that they believe is a wonderful trait to have. So they draw your attention to it by giving you a compliment, Mm -hmm. all right? And because of our training, we tend to say, oh, no, no, it's nothing, don't worry about it. We downplay it. Yeah, we do. Now, imagine it's your birthday. Mm -hmm. You've... Always wanted this particular thing as a gift, and this friend buys you that gift and gives it to you. And you go, No, 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 I can't take it, can't take it. They'd, they'd stop being your friend almost instantly. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't be because that would tear their heart sure. out. Yeah, they're like, I, I scoured the city to find mm-hmm. that for you. Yep, and it's the same thing we know someone for ages, yeah, and then we notice something about them that makes a difference in someone's life, or sure. we appreciate, or something like that. And we give them that compliment, we really want them to take it. yep, and yep. they throw it back at us. Mm. And the sad thing is most people can remember just about every compliment they've ever received.
0: yeah, yeah, and like when you throw a compliment someone's way, and they you see how awkward that that they take it, and you, you see them almost it's almost hurting them, yes, because they don't want to accept that praise. And I don't know. Maybe again, it maybe it's a cultural thing. Certainly, Australians, we you know we tend to be, I don't know, we've got this inferiority complex to a degree. You know, that's why we finish the end of every sentence with a question, um, <laughs> an inflection. I mean, we have that. Like, it's it's a real thing. Mm. And I wonder, you know, is this is this a phenomenon that's more Australian kind of culture? I mean, would you get the same in the US, for argument's sake? I,
1: I would say most people would be uncomfortable with a compliment. Okay. Um, and again, that's just one of those things that we're taught, you know, like don't be a bother to people, Mm. don't upset people. It's that thing that gets bashed into us as a kid. Now for myself, a number of years ago, I thought, you know what, if they've taken the time to recognize that in me, I'm Mm. just going to go, you know what, I'm going to take it. And it was uncomfortable at first, but (laughs) now I'm like, that's cool that you recognize that. Thank you.
0: You can just use the word thank you, right?
1: Well, I mean? in, like, in my head, I say, thank you for recognising that. And then to them, I say, thank you. I don't say the... Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. no, that no, would no, just be weird. It would be. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is that, okay,
0: is when if anyone gives me a compliment, I <clears> kind <throat> of, in my mind, I've got this barrage of things of, of how I need to make that compliment disappear. Yes. Okay? So I, I just negate it as much as I possibly can. Yes. Whereas I could just say something very simple. I could just say, thank you. One word, right? And we could move on. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. Practice it. Practice yeah. I'll give it a crack. Nice. I, but I think um, certainly when you give compliments to other people, exactly that, you are waiting for it to be acknowledged. They, you don't want it to be nullified. You don't want to be talked down. You Absolutely. want it to be. Because you are. You are giving them a gift. Hmm, this is clever stuff. Mate. Yeah. I like
1: it. And that's why I was saying, like, when I'm doing the dishes and my wife hugs me, and it's mm. just like a, she recognizes that I'm yep. making the effort. And I mean, she says to me occasionally, what did I do to deserve you? I said, you're just being the awesome person you are. So, you know, natural progression. Seems fair. Yeah. But It's the same thing though. If she came up and hugged me. Yeah. And I sort of put her down on the gate of the comment, that would wound her deeply. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I just sort of melt a bit and go, thank you. Yeah. And it's the acknowledging that she thinks I'm worth something.
0: Well, I mean, look, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, like, if somebody walked up to me and gave me a hug while I was washing the dishes, I, my reaction would be, why are you doing that? <laughs> right? That's the honest truth, right? Mm. Um, and that is so the wrong answer. But again, it's conditioning, right? It's conditioning. Yes. You're not being accepting of that compliment or that, you know, that positive reinforcement.
1: Yeah. yeah. So the, the question I often get people to ask is – is this working for me and getting me the result I want Mm. or not? Look, yeah, don't be that monkey with the jar, right? Exactly. So if your result is Mm. your partner feels like you can't take the compliments, therefore you think she's not worth it or he, whichever way you're looking at it, then you need to say, yeah, that's not getting me the result I want of Mm. connection with my partner. Vehicle. Cool. So I've got to let them contribute to my self worth, to my values, so that they feel. I believe I'm. I want them in my life.
0: I like that. That, I think there's a lot of really powerful stuff from what you've just said. Thank it's you. something you've got to slow down. In fact, I, I almost feel like we should just put this thing on a loop, because. Oh yes. You know, yeah. Well, you need to, with many things in life. Okay, you've got to watch it or listen to it time after time, um, to actually get it to sink in. Yep. Uh, and I think it's really something, I can certainly look here, I can sit here and I can look into myself and I can go, wow, there is, there is a part of my life that I absolutely screw the pooch. I'm just really bad with the, the, the compliments. I love to give compliments, mm. and I really do love giving compliments. But I'll tell you right now, I cannot stand them. Oh, I absolutely hate it with a passion. Well, it's not actually, I don't hate it. I just feel mega uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly And on the other flip side When I do give them Yeah look I, I want them to be acknowledged Yeah I definitely Geez I the irony of that one oh, I know <laughs> I want the bow on it Right Come on um, Look I never said I was perfect <laughs> As I said I'm a relationship expert I've been in heaps of them Yes <laughs> Hey mate We need a, a bit of a break Alright We need a bit of a song Already? I know i I'm you, you can talk so much It's just ridiculous Talk, 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 talk talk. <laughs> what the wife um, says oh, uh, Look, I actually I actually will say this very quickly Before the song I went on a date many years ago And this girl was talking So fast and so much And I thought Hang on If I'm noticing it right, mm, Seriously mm, Oh my mm. god I talk for a living And this is, this is happening In front of me And and this girl said to me and, and you know what I went on this date last week And it was really great And all that kind of thing But and ultimately You know what he said to me He said Can you talk underwater <laughs> And I was looking, thinking, "Oh my god, I'm glad I brought a snorkel because, my god, you can talk underwater." Mm. But some people can, and that's their thing. And, and away you go. So I'm only teasing. So on, on, no, a date, a good. on a date, just don't
1: mention the fact that you talk underwater. Okay? Well, I was going to say there's a difference between quantity and quality. Mm. Mm. Big difference.
0: Very, very true.
1: Edge Radio Australia.
0: It's all about relationships. hot chili woman here in Edge Radio Australia, you know, you can get a shot for that. We'll clear it right up. <laughs> it's all about relationships. Oh, dear. Poor old mate comes in here. I don't know what I do to you, mate. I, I, I see the facial expressions and I think, she's am I hurting with my inability to understand relationships? No, it's all right. The medication and therapy is <laughs> helping. <laughs> oh, dear. The, the, you know what? Guess who's making the most money these days? Bloody psychologists. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said pharmacies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We've got a second coming up there. All righty, mate. Now, where are we going now in the old world of self-help well, when it comes we've to relationships? we've got
1: one last point to explore. Right. And this is probably, for me, it was super critical. Okay. And I believe everyone should make this one critical in their relationships. Right. And that is growth. Yes. Yes. Because if you're not developing as a person... mm mm-hmm. And your partner's not developing as a person, you're not developing as a couple, so you need to be becoming a better version of yourself, yep, so that you can so your growth could be how well you deal with conflict, how well you connect with them, how well you allow them to feel supported and loved, and all of that yep uh and you may may notice they my very careful choice of words <laughs> you don't make someone feel loved mm, mm, all right so mm. it's, Because one thing's bugged me for many years when people go, you make me happy. It's like, no, 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 no. Mm. It's not my job to make you happy. You know, so it annoys my wife sometimes when I start (laughs) to say, you make it so easy to choose being happy. And she's like, God, why can't you just talk like a normal person?
0: (laughs) Freak. Exactly.
1: (laughs) It's just I don't want it in my head that she's responsible for that.
0: I like it. I like it. I mean, yeah, look, I would find the language tedious. I'm not going to lie. Yes. But um, but I get it. I absolutely get it. Because ultimately – all said and done, no matter what you do in life, you are in charge and you are responsible for your own happiness, right? Absolutely. Simple as that.
1: Yep. And, that, and that's all part of the growth is understanding what you contribute both in a positive and a negative way yep. so that you can increase the positives and decrease the negatives or learn the lessons so that you don't need to do them anymore. And therefore, you're growing as a person. Yep. And the good thing is your partner will look at you and go... Glad I picked them. They're getting better every year. They're like a fine wine. That's right. But if they say, you know, you like a bottle of, I don't know, off beer, it's not a good oh, comparison. Yeah, and look, some of them start out as a lovely bottle of wine and end up as a cask. But, yes. you know, yeah. <laughs> I think we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, and again, that's a, that may have been, part of that would be because we weren't allowed to grow within the relationship. Very good point. Because sometimes, and I've, came across this one ages ago You you know, you read these blogs and things from experts. Yeah, and I use that term loosely because I'm (laughs) not a fan of it. Oh, look, I could hear the inverted commas
0: Uh, through the radio. Exactly. So,
1: I mean, if ever anyone refers to me as an expert, I'm going to run because it's (laughs) certainly coming at it from the
0: wrong angle. Oh, look, and I'm sorry to cut you short, but every time I hear the term now, all I can think about is maths, (laughs) married at first sight, and those three people, those three so-called experts, relationship assassins that sit there on the couch. So, there you go. They're not experts.
1: Yeah, they occasionally get it right, but hey, mm. a broken clock's right twice That's a day. Spot on. <laughs> so, where was I going with that?
0: Oh, look at that. I've ruined it, haven't I? You have? You I took have. All my flow. Sorry.
1: You stole my mojo. <laughs> I'll fix it later. <laughs> felt an Austin Powers moment I coming really on there. Do.
0: Oh dear, hang on, hang on. Look, we've got to do this properly, mate. Hang on, if you're going to say this, I think I've got to, um, you know, I've got to get the sound effect right. We've got to really be um, slick about the way we go about this, right? Okay.
1: I've lost my mojo. Edge Radio. Oh, dear. Great character. Too many buttons, too little time. Okay, go on. So if you're uh, in an environment Mm -hmm. with your partner and you're both contributing to a positive environment being created where it's easy to choose, becoming that better version of yourself, being more open, more honest, more vulnerable, being able to ask for help. More, yeah, and being able to help them, so that's the sort of thing where, if you've got that, mm-hmm. you're set.
0: Sounds like a good plan.
1: Yeah. So if you've also got the contribution and the growth, that gives you fulfilment. Okay. So it's all nice to be content in the relationship, but you need to feel fulfilled that you oh, know you're no in a relationship that's worth having, that you're with someone who's appreciative of you and doesn't take you for granted, and all of that sort of thing.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. Hmm.
1: So they were all things that were pretty critical to me because sure. they were things that I brought to a relationship and we're all the same. Mm-hmm. There's there's things that we do. Have you ever known someone that does something so easily mm-hmm. you think, oh, I could do that? Oh, yeah, I'll have a crack. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> exactly. And then you do it and you're all thumbs and you make a complete <laughs> hash of it. Well, these people have a natural propensity for that particular thing. Skill or attribute or something okay. like say, organisers. Like my yeah. wife's a brilliant organiser. Yep, and that's just something she does naturally. Mm. And if you're aware of that and what you can bring into a relationship, skill wise, and how that contributes sure. to you both growing, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. Can again, be it's appreciated and.
0: It's back to that teamwork thing. It's about that compliment. Yeah, Exactly right. Like you know, if you've got sort of two people who are exactly the same in the relationship, you're just gonna you're gonna butt heads, and you're not going to get anywhere. You need someone who um, complements your weaknesses. Okay, or weaknesses is probably the wrong word. Mm, yeah, you know. I
1: would have picked something a little better. Well, hell, you're the expert.
0: <laughs> 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 nice, nice little oh, return there. Absolutely. Back to the keeper. Um, no, it's it's no. I thoroughly agree. As I say, I think that um, and picking people who will, who you know, the things that you know are not your strengths, I guess, is probably the best way. That um, that complement them. And that it just it makes life so much. It just flows along. Things go along better. Yeah, it's win-win. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it doesn't even have to be something where you don't have a strength. It just would be something you just don't like doing. Oh, okay, like paperwork.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I cannot stand paperwork.
1: So, yeah, so yeah. my wife and I, we know a couple. They had a business mm-hmm. for quite a number of years. Yep. She ran the office. He didn't interfere. Right. All right, and he ran the factory, and she didn't interfere. You know, they had their own realm. And it works. And the, and. They did brilliantly out of it, ended up employing uh, heaps of people and sold it a while ago and now living the life of Rowling. Oh, good on them. But it came from them understanding what they each brought to the relationship yeah. so that they can maximise it.
0: Absolutely. That makes sense to me. And you do. You want to maximise things. You know, otherwise, again, we just go back to that humdrum sort of existence, right? Yeah. Where you're not fulfilled, right?
1: Exactly. I mean,
0: to me, the things that uh, we've been talking about today, I, I, I think that uh, – the you know, this ability to take compliments and all of that, I think that's something we could really reinforce. I think that... Oh, please, please. I'd I'd actually throw uh, the ball to you on this one. Like, really, let's talk about that a little bit more. Reinforce what you said before, because I think that is such a big lesson people can get out of this.
1: Okay, because we are ego-driven creatures. No. I know, scary. (laughs) Whenever something happens, we mm. always make it about us, we take it sure. personally. Absolutely. So, when someone gives us a compliment, straight away we go, Oh, I've got to deflect it or negate it or throw it back to them. Or yep. instead of saying, Okay, they've taken the time mm-hmm. to appreciate me, I need to let them know that I appreciate the fact that they've taken that time sure. by saying thank you. So, we need to spin things around from being all about us, yep, in that regard. And letting that other person know that we're glad they're in our life. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm sorry I backtracked on, but I did for no, a reason because a I just genuinely think it's a big thing. I think that in so many relationships, and I'm again, you know, pointing straight at myself on this one, is I think that this has been a great failing that I've, you know, suffered from, I guess. And I would like, you know, if we can put out this advice, if we can stop others from making that mistake. Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah.
1: yeah. And there's a lot of things that we get drummed into us when we're little that actually end up causing us more harm than good at the end. And the sad thing is the people that did it had good intentions. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, like the yep. don't bother people bit. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, if you've got problems, don't bother yeah, people. Yeah, but a lot of
0: things in life we learnt that we shouldn't have learnt, like the recorder. I mean, like, you know, there's, we've got we've gone through life with some bloody shocking lessons, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe when you do eventually grow up and you get this little thing, uh, you know, we, we like to call maturity, okay, uh, or emotional intelligence, Um, it's a good time to sort of kick back and go, yeah, maybe I'll clean out some, throw some of the baggage out. That's it. I mean, look, I did actually, uh, and uh, my lovely lady doesn't even know this, but I actually threw some stuff away the other day. (gasps) I did, I did, which I had been holding on for sentimental reasons. um, And and I thought, you know what? This is just, it's silly. It's silly, you know, every time, because when I see these things, it's actually bringing me sadness. So why in the world am I holding on to it, right? So, um, yeah, like, I don't know, the progression of, of a relationship and the progression of, of growing your emotional intelligence and understanding that you're going, okay, in my case, my old habit of holding onto things, okay, an uh, old habit of, of holding um, uh, emotions in inanimate objects, right, mm-hmm. okay? And I thought to myself, like, well, this is not a good emotion that I'm holding. I know it's attached to something that was good, but it's time to get rid of it. It's time to get rid of it. And, and this is something we don't do when we're you know 20 and young. And
1: yeah, but sentimentality is a, can be a good thing. Oh, I thoroughly agree. Yeah. Thoroughly agree. I'm because just saying things like our family traditions are rooted in sentimentality. No doubt. It keeps us yep. rooted to where we came from, et cetera, et cetera. So going back to the question I asked before, mm-hmm. and it's always a good one to do with anything. Is this getting me the result I want? Yes.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: If it's not try and look at something else, yeah. a better tool. The other interesting thing as well is it might be getting you the result, but if it's causing a lot of damage on the way, <laughs> you may want to get better tools. It's, it's, all right. Yeah. right. Now, what's in the toolbox for next week? Well, mm. I want to look at three different aspects within a relationship, and I'm not okay. going to give anything away by mentioning oh, them. Oh, come on. They <laughs> are three parts that are critical to get in balance, mm. and if you have two in there and present and the other one's sort of a little deficient, you're yep. going to struggle with your relationship. Okay. Getting these three in balance is really important.
0: Alright, so we've got that to look forward to. Guess what else we've got to look forward to? This show is going to be repeated on Sunday. Oh, life doesn't get any better. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, look at that. <laughs> the Reheated Pizza is happening on Sunday, which is a great opportunity. All the, the great shows that we have, uh, well, most of them, a big chunk of them anyway, through the week, we replay on Sunday, which is a great opportunity to do that. And uh, and when you're just having a chilled out um, Sunday, you put it on in the background, you just go through your life. And actually having a bit of a look at it and talking to people, people have been doing exactly that, going through different subjects and, and uh, you know, different... Different
1: shows, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's a nice thing to do. Yeah, and the other good thing, and you, I'm glad time. you mentioned this one. Mm. You put it on in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So your brain filters out a lot of stuff, but it's paying attention, so sure. it will go in there, mm. and that this information we're talking about, and in every show, will be somewhere in your brain getting yeah. um, germinated and fed and watered, and it'll be growing. So you, it's good that listen. Awesome, mate. All right, now
0: where can we get hold of you if we want some more information?
1: Easiest way, just type in Wayne Brown Life back on track onto your favourite browser and I'll pop up in many different forms. Good as gold, mate. We're out of here. It's Edge
0: Radio Australia. Thank you for being part of All About Relationships. Bye.